0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome back, everyone. I am back filming yet another first impressions. Um, but as you can see by the title, this first impressions will be of the newly um, started. K-drama Dali and the Cocky Prince. I wasn't sure if I was going to do a first impressions of this drama because I didn't even know what it was as always. I never know what it's about and I just decide like based off of the way the imaging of the posters and the teaser trailer is looking that I'm going to watch it. So this is kind of the one that I was like I like how it's looking from the outside. I will check out the first two episodes and as you know I typically do my first impressions of the first two episodes of a drama. So last week I got through the first two episodes of Dolly and the Cocky Prince and I knew I had to do a first impressions of this drama. So this is what we're going to do today. I'm going to go through and kind of give you a quick synopsis about the drama so you know a little bit about the kind of plot and the characters and then I'll give you my first impressions, what I thought after I finish the first two episodes. So typical Lola fashion this is yet another drama that I d- didn't look into at all what it was going to be about and just off of the the strength of its beautiful uh, poster and teaser trailer I thought yeah I think I want to check this one out and so I did and right off the bat <laughs> when the story started the the visuals of it I it it was very it was jarring but in a good way Um, and we'll go into why in a minute all right so our two main characters um, of Dolly and the Cocky Prince are Dolly and the Cocky Prince Dolly whose full name is Kim Da-lee it's played by Park Goo-young and you have our main male lead played by um Kim Min-jae and he's playing Jin mu Hulk uh, mu Hak. um and they are already quite interesting characters so Jin Mu-hok um is the I think second son of this kind of Rich family who runs um, restaurant chains, um, or I think they're like global, like they're around the world, um, franchises or restaurant chains. So they make a lot of money. (laughs) Um, And the kind of foundation of that company when it was started was based off of um, their pork bone stew, which I think in Korean is gamjangtang. So like that's what made their restaurant super famous and kind of made them who they are today. Um, But He is the second son of this family. He has a huge role in this company um, and he loves this company. He loves making money. That's his M.O. However, he's not the brightest tool in the shed, as in he's just not smart. Um, He doesn't have this kind of wide um education his education is kind of working and building this this family business and dali um kim dali is actually um not in korea when we meet her she's in um out of the country in amsterdam and she works as a i think visiting researcher at a very kind of like thing um, fancy me and see art gallery. And she is also a daughter of a very kind of um, well known, um, at one point wealthy family. <laughs> um, and she's super, super smart. She's borderline a genius. She speaks tons of different languages. She is um, beautiful, can I just say that? And she, you know, and she's just always got her head in the in in her research, in her study, she is a love and fan of art. And that's what she studies. That's what she researches. And so like, that's her whole world. So she's very, very smart. But like in other ways, you can say she kind of lacks a little bit of like, you know, knowledge as in like just kind of taking care of herself and feeding herself and cooking and taking care of a household. Like that's kind of stuff where she lacks in because she's always got her head and her research. So those are our two main characters. They happen to meet um, in Amsterdam when Mohawk, he is supposed to be doing some kind of business um, trip in Amsterdam and Dolly, who's there working, um, she is supposed to um, pick up this kind of very famous artist or I guess art collector I don't really I can't remember but this Japanese art collector who's um he goes by I think Jin something and so basically they meet um by accident because she thinks she's supposed to be picking up she doesn't know who she's picking up but um at the airport except for this kind of this Japanese you know um art collector. And she goes, she kind of calls him Mr. Jin on the little sign, you know, when you wait in the airport for your party to arrive. And who sees the Mr. Jin sign? Um, Yes, Mohawk. He sees the sign and they kind of think that they found each other as in their parties who were supposed to be kind of They were supposed to be taken care of and who he thought was supposed to be taking care of him. However, we know that is not the case. So it's a it's a kind of haphazard meeting and they don't find out that they are the wrong people for each other (laughs) until way towards the end of the day after some kind of mishaps ensue. But from the initial meeting in the airport, Mohawk is immediately like stricken by the beauty of dali he cannot like take his eyes off of her he kind of falls for her at first sight and it's quite under- understandable because again like i said she is She's like a little just so perfect. She's like, she looks so cute. She has this little cute short haircut. She always is dressed really well in these little fancy cute dresses. And she's a genius. She's super smart. She can speak all these different languages. And so it's easy for him to kind of like follow head over heels for her. But while she's talking to him and she'll talk to him about things that she thinks he should know about because she thinks he's this art collector and he has no clue what she's talking about so his responses to her are always kind of just like unfortunately not that smart or not that bright and instead of her thinking he's like he's an idiot or he's stupid or something she ends up just laughing and thinking he's so funny. So that even kind of fuels his his like for her even more because she's always laughing at him. And he's like, I don't really know why she's laughing, but I like that she's laughing. And so they have this really nice kind of, after they realize that, they weren't supposed to be in each other's presences (laughs) they start to solve the issue and the problems together and they have a nice little kind of night together and yes he spends the night at her mansion home in Amsterdam and it's very innocent very sweet and whatnot but you know they have this really nice night together or day into night together and so the next day you know, Mohawk has to kind of move on with what he really came into town for and she has to move on with what she was supposed to have done yesterday. And they um, end up, you know, having to say their goodbyes. But in the process of them saying their goodbyes, Mohawk is like, I... I want to keep in contact with you. I want to see you again. You know, that's his reaction to her. She's just looking at him like, well, I got things to do, you know. <laughs> and he he hands over a really, really expensive watch to her. And he kind of tells her, this is a very important watch to me. This is my kind of sincerity and me making sure that I have to, I need this watch back. So I will find you again. I will meet up with you again later on. However, um, back in Korea, some things with Dolly's family takes place, and she uh, basically has to run off to Korea. And Mohawk is still in um, in Amsterdam, taking care of his business that he, you know, came into town for. But also, he wants to find Dolly again because he wants to get his watch back, but also just to see her again. And unfortunately the fact that she ran off to South Korea, he's not aware of that. And he thinks she just ran off with his very expensive watch. Um, and, that, and he doesn't know that she's also wealthy and from a, a rich family. He thinks she's just like a student studying abroad who's happening to stay, um, with people and this really nice mansion like she he never thought that she was wealthy herself so he gets convinced by his team um that she's basically a scam artist and she scammed him out of his money and you know you're never going to get that watch back good luck you shouldn't have fell head over heels for her but that's not the case we know that Dolly has to run back into Korea because of family emergency and he's in Amsterdam looking all over the place for her. And obviously he can't find her. Um, and so when he gets back into Korea, he is like just not heartbroken, but he's just kind of devastated that he lost his watch. Um, well, he keeps saying that's what he's devastated about, but you can tell he's just really devastated that he never, he didn't get to see her again and he didn't get to find her. So he's like, you know, being obsessive about, I need to find my watch, but really we know he wants to find her. And we get to see like throughout the next kind of like in these first two episodes when they're back in Korea that she's like showing up in a little different places that he also is and like he keeps missing her. And so he but he keeps thinking he sees her and he's like, hey, that's impossible. And um all the while he absolutely is seeing her because she's in Korea and their families are actually entangled because her family is an owner of an art gallery in Korea. And that art gallery is in trouble of now going under and his company has recently invested money in that art gallery that is now going under and they want their money back basically. And so he comes in wanting his money back from this art gallery only to find out at the end of episode two that Dolly is the now owner of this art gallery um since it was her family's and she's his he's his um she's now his debtor and like he's her debt collector and we get we're gonna see going forward kind of like how that relationship ensues so that is an overall synopsis of the first two episodes of Dolly and the cocky prince they I it makes sense that the title is The Cocky Prince because he, in the midst of him being not that bright, um, he still is very kind of arrogant. He knows how to make money. But in the face of Dolly, he really does kind of like wants to put his best foot forward in front of her. So in those moments, he's not that cocky. But when he becomes her debtor, you can see he kind of takes on that, that, that cocky role very easily. Um, but overall, that is the synopsis and that's the first two episodes so it's very much like hijinks ensues kind of um start to a drama but this easily segues into my kind of first impressions of this drama the my first impressions in the first like couple scenes was how reminiscent this drama is for me of k dramas of yesteryear like as someone who's been watching k dramas for over, 10 years, um, I mean, close to maybe 13, 13 to 15 years, I've been watching dramas for a very long time. And so I've seen the trajectory of like the changes that dramas have made. I've watched older dramas that, you know, were aired before I even started watching dramas. So I've kind of seen a lot of different types of K-dramas. And this is very reminiscent of a kind of type of K-drama, which I think I... miss (laughs) miss <laughs> and that i also think kind of gives k dramas like their bad rap at the same time and i don't obviously agree with that but i can you know i can see where that kind of notion about k dramas comes from so basically it's a very um it's romantic comedy but it's very kind of slapstick at times um it's a very um I want to say, like, it, it can be silly. It can be a little cheesy. It can be a little over the top and not like dramatic as in like a lot of dramas happening but just like exaggeration of like emotions and reactions and it's a lot of kind of like you know like it would slapstick like he misses her right when she walks in he misses her right when she goes in and it's like those kind of like little moments and tropes in a drama that can be a little silly and you're like okay they're not gonna miss each other that many times you know or like the way they meet is so like, of course, she's now, he's the debtor and she's the debtor and he's the debt collector of her, you know? And it's it, it can be a little unrealistic, I think. And that was, I think, very typical of a lot of dramas and it's, you know, K-drama height. Um, I would say maybe 2010s, um, like sometimes there was a lot, not even 2010s, I would say a little bit before 2010s, like there were these, you know, very kind of, um, cheesy um, slapstick ask uh, K dramas, and I enjoy them. I'm not gonna lie. I I've, I've always been a fan of them, but I can see how they can be a little frustrating and annoying to people who are not used to watching such like, you know. It's like really that's that's what's happening in the drama. I don't think so. You know, it. And I always would just. Dis- um, suspend my disbelief like I would let them kind of just let me have at it and, and enjoy it and so I've missed those type of dramas I feel like a lot of dramas are not um there's not a lot of dramas that they create that are like this these days I'm gonna be honest with you um even in like the web to web series kind of ram i still feel like this is a this is a drama of yesteryear like this is an like a very much reminiscent of older dramas older k-dramas to me um where it's just like the happenstances of the drama are just like, this is not very realistic, but okay. And I think it's and cheeky and it's it, I think it's adorable and I miss, I didn't realize it, but I have missed these types of K-dramas. And so my first impressions of this drama, once I started to recognize those kind of familiar old tropes and ways, I was excited watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. This is so fun. Like, that was my reaction all throughout the first two episodes and it's very like I said dramatic over to top with like the situations and some even sometimes the acting can be a little exaggerated you're like you know but I don't mind that when I put myself in that space. When I'm not expecting it, when I go into a drama and a drama it does not give me that vibe in the beginning and then all of a sudden that's what I start to see. Then I have a problem with that. But in a drama that sets itself up like that from the very beginning, like Dolly and the cocky prince, I had no issues. I was like, this is what they're giving me. They're giving me camp. They're giving me, you know, surrealism. They're giving me, you know, I don't know what is happening, but I love it. And I'm having a blast already. The first two episodes, I'm loving kind of like the mistaken uh, situation where he thinks she's a scam artist now, but really, you know, she just had a family emergency, had to return back to Korea for like, those are the things that are like, those are unrealistic. And you don't really see that in a lot of dramas these days, those kind of situations. Um, And the one time I think I did see something similar to that was in a Netflix drama this year, and I thought the drama was horrible. <laughs> so it did not do a good job of that, as op- as opposed to this one is doing a very good job of kind of giving us that, you know, camp and, un- and surrealism and, um, you know, romantic comedy, kind of funny, silly happenstances without it being you know, done poorly. So there it can be done poorly. Let me not make it sound like these are the best types of dramas ever. Absolutely not. But in the realm of doing these, they're doing it correctly, at least to me so far in these first two episodes. But the other thing that I kind of just was like, oh my goodness. Absolutely yes. Um it it was honestly <laughs> The two characters, like that, even their setup, as far as like Dolly being really smart and him being not that bright, yet they kind of join forces and they kind of help each other out. Like, even that kind of setup is so like early K drama. Like, that is not something you see very often these days. Like, that kind of like, he's not that bright, she's the genius, and then yet they, they come together and they pull their forces together and they work together and they fall in love. Like, you don't really see that. So I am enjoying this. It's very, it's making me nostalgic for older K-drama tropes and types. And I'm enjoying it already. I really am. And um, Park Young, who's playing Dali, she is absolutely a beautiful in this drama. Like, I keep saying that, but I don't think I'm getting it across. Like, there's something about the way that she like obviously like her visuals like way she looks but it's also like this character type of like being just genuine and being kind of like innocent and 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 smart like it's just she's an ideal person in a way ideal character like if you wanted to be someone you want to be her kind of thing and I like that about her and she's subtle and yet and she's quiet but she also has like these things that like draw you to her which again is why I can see why Mohawk's like immediately drawn to her like there's something about her little quietness and her like genius that is just so attractive um and then Mohawk, in the midst of him being the you know titled the cocky prince he's still so kind of over the top and obnoxious and um you know like I said not the brightest tools in the to shed but he also has his quirks and his strengths that are also like super cute and super adorable and he's played by Min Jae who is basically a baby Song Joong Ki so he's just like also very very good looking <laughs> like very good looking so it's it's just a really cute little combination um and I was not expecting it to be this cute. Um, and the other thing, to, the aspect of this drama is that it is about art in a way. Um, she, Dolly, our title character, she works at an art museum. Like that's, her family owns an art gallery. She is, you know, that's where she was doing her research was at an art gallery overseas. You know, that's her foundation. That's the kind of, like that's a big, a part of this story. And So the way that the drama is shot, like there are moments where the scenes are like the background and the sky of the mansion that they're live there, she's staying in in Amsterdam, is looks like a painting, you know, like the green screen, you know, like it's it looks like a, you know, some kind of surrealist or impressionist like painting in the background and it's like that kind of thing the way that the drama even visually looks is absolutely stunning it's super bright and the fact that they were doing like a quote-unquote they were supposed to be in Amsterdam and they had like these little this little European town that they shot in I guess and it it was super bright and there were, every house was a different color. And so like, it was just a really bright first two episodes and it makes you smile. Like, even though there's like some drama and some, you know, family stuff that's going on in the drama, it kept it very, very bright still. Um, so I didn't at any point feel like I couldn't laugh and, you know, it wasn't like we were having a good time. So I am really, really enjoying this drama. And I, th- I am honestly looking forward to continuing to watch this drama. Again, I don't think this is going to be everyone's cup of tea. It, it's, like I said, it's not a drama, especially if you started watching dramas recently in, these, in this new drama age. It's not giving you what you're used to right now. It's it's giving K-dramas from another time. And if you were a fan of some of those more kind of romantic comedy more on the comedy side of k dramas back in the day, I think you would appreciate this. I feel like it's doing those um it's doing a call back to those to that era of k dramas and doing it well already um Cause like I said, I've watched one recently, um, on Netflix that did not, it was giving, it was trying to do that and it was not, it was not good. So this one, I think is good. I think this one has a, just enough, um, kind of over the topness that is, it's gonna keep it nice and fun and light and airy, um, but not, too much, where you're just completely annoyed and shaking your head at it while watching. I think this has a good balance, and I'm excited to keep watching it. And again, I think it's adorable. I don't think it's going to be a hard one to finish um, once you get started in it. So even if I, I'm assuming like if it finishes airing, and you think you know, like, I'll wait and watch this until later. I think it would be a good one to watch, like. Marathon. I think I can totally see this being a good one like that as well. But there's something, like I said, that's, you know. Everyone's not gonna like this. I'm gonna be honest, but I think it's adorable. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm loving the over-the-topness, a little camp, a little comedy. I'm I'm having a good time. But I did want to come and do a first impressions because I didn't think many other people were going to even start this drama. So I was like, just in case you're thinking of it, this is the what I you know, this is what Dolly and the um, cocky prince. Giving, and if you didn't notice, her name is Dolly, you know, she and she's actually named after Salvador Dolly. So that's another kind of throw out to like how much art is going to play a role in this drama. But yeah, overall, there's a lot of you know, like I said, the the acting could be a little like, all of that but it's it's been fun I wouldn't say the acting's like that with our main characters but there are some characters that we meet in the first episode or two and it's like "Mm, okay um but it was fine. It was fine. I don't think they're going to be recurring characters. So either way, I had a good time with the first two episodes. I plan to be checking this out um, and finishing this. I uh, hope it doesn't take like a really, you know, s- dramatic, sappy turn. I hope it keeps his lightness and airiness and fun and, and beauty. I hope it, it keeps all of that. And um, yeah, and I want to say that the, I want to know who the writer is. I don't know the writer's. But I know the director has done quite a few things. Oh, he's done Healer? Oh, my. Okay. I'm in for real. Because as you know, Healer is one of my favorite dramas of all time. And so I'm in. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. I've never seen him do a drama like this. Hmm. I'm excited to see how this goes. But I will say that he has a way of kind of making sure those lead couples are showcased and their kind of connection and chemistry is always highlighted. So I'm excited about that. And already in the first two episodes, the chemistry between our two, our Dolly and our cocky prince already it's there. Oh my gosh. It's there. Like I said, his like kind of like falling, um, in love with her at first sight, all of that was just like super cute. So, and he's super sweet with her. Like he absolutely is in love with her, but at the same time, the fact that now he thinks she's a thief (laughs) and I want to, I want to see how that's going to change. But either way, I'm watching this drama. If you don't mind the kind of camp and comedy and over the top situations, you would probably enjoy this as well, but I know it might not be for everyone. So yeah, that's my, you know, first impressions of Dolly and the cocky prince. So that's all for this episode. Um, Thank you so, so, so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.